What up, debaters? Before we get to the podcast, just wanted to let you guys know the show has a brand new sponsor, a sweet CBD company called Sweet Heal. Head over to SweetHeal.com, use promo code Jake Bentley. You'll get 20% off any order over $50. Uh, they got some cool stuff, too. They got, uh, they got some CBD hard candies in case you're in the mood for a Jolly Rancher, but you also have terrible anxiety awesome for that uh in case you take too many bumps they got uh they got a muscle rub uh so go ahead check it out and enjoy the show Well, welcome LWDites. Is that a is that a is that a word? Is that what we're calling ourselves? I, I'm not sure. I think you made that one up. LWDites. I don't. Yes. I don't know. That, that. Somebody come up with a nickname to LWDers. Oh, oh okay. Oh, LWEers. That that uh, one's not any better. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, welcome to the lwd podcast uh i am your host jake bentley as always the magnanimous bubba tintle howdy how are you doing today bubba i'm doing good i'm doing good it's about 111 degrees here and we're expecting this big dust thing to come from wherever it's coming from and it's gonna just make the air even even worse and red tide and Florida is just going to be the mecca of visitors this year. I'll tell you. You know, I was was going to say. Oh my god! I was going to say it's probably coming from Florida, but you're right. It's coming from a different part of Florida. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Well. Yeah. It's it's coming. Actually, it's coming across the Atlantic from like India or someplace. I forget where they said. Oh Um, jeez. Yeah, it's like a red, like a like a cloud of dust, and not a hardy high of silver either. Just a cloud of dust. Um, that, that sounds like the apocalypse. Well, that's what, I, that's what I'm thinking. But they were just saying that we have a condition here called red tide, which is not good for people who like the water because it creates all this algae and yucky stuff in the water. That's a technical term, by the way, yucky stuff. Um, but the, <laughs> So the, the, there's this dust thing coming from someplace, and it's going to hit soon. And they're just expecting just, you know, the three horses of the apocalypse, four horses of the apocalypse. And it's not Flair and Tully Blanchard and Arn Anderson either. It's just something crazy. Oh, anyway, Paul Roma. I, well, Paul Roma was a horseman, and I still haven't figured that out yet. But <laughs> that, you know, I'm going to have to ask the, the gods in the sky about that one when I go. What were you, what were they thinking? Maybe they don't know. I don't. But anyway. I want to know who they turned down to put Paul Roma in that group. I think it was Steve Lombardi. I think Steve Lombardi turned it down. The Brooklyn Brawler, I think. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I just thought of the most obscure wrestler I could think of. <laughs> um, you got to go back to remember Steve Lombardi. But yeah. Not too far back. That's true. Not too far. Yeah, you're right. Brooklyn I mean, Ball uh, was a good one. I liked that one. That was he, pretty good. He got a win over Triple H in like 2004. 
I think it was around there. You're right. And got out of the ring as fast as he could, too. Um, that was that was good. That was good. Um, I liked, I always liked him. I thought he was a good character. Character. You know, not necessarily wrestler, but character. He was good. Oh, he'll anyway. be Hall of Fame. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. Oh. Um, my, my, well, maybe. Yeah. For perseverance, so, definitely. Anyway. So for today's episode, Bubba and I decided to go through, uh, and we're each going to give you our top five feuds that didn't happen, but we're going to be doing this a little bit differently. So the top five list Bubba is going to be giving you is the top five feuds that never happened without boundaries, right? He's going to go cross generation. He's going to go cross companies, cross times. So if he tells you John Cena versus the ultimate warrior, for example, you can assume you are getting, you know, John Cena in 2011 versus the ultimate warrior back in 1991. So he's, he's going to be crossing uh, the, the space time continuum to give you these matches. Whereas I'm going to give you uh, my top five feuds that could have happened in the WWE um, or WCW or from wherever. It's going to be guys who were in the same company at the same time who could have been placed in a feud, but for some reason it just never happened. Um, so I think we're going to start off with some honorable mentions. What do you think about that, Bubba? I think that works. I think that works. Yep. All right. So who's your, uh, who's your first honorable mention? My first honorable, honorable mention. Now, sometimes my picks, they don't, they don't, they just miss. In other words, maybe one was going out and the other one was coming in and okay. it would have been good, you know, and some of them are really cross generational where, there's no way these guys could afford even in their old age. You know what I mean? Yeah. So here's my first one. The ravishing one, Rick Rude versus the machismo, Razor Ramon. That would be a fantastic mid-card feud. I, I, I think that's, uh, yes. Yeah, no, none of these are like belt worthy. Well, one of them is, but but I just think those two characters could have really fed off each other and really shot well. You know, I think they could have done shoots. They could have done uh, uh, promos. They could have done a whole bunch of talking, especially if you throw Heenan into the mix and you let Heenan, you know, talk maybe for Rick Rude, you know? And yeah. you just have Heen and just go go nuts. Because he could go nuts on, on Razor Ramon, you know. And just the whole, you know, one's oozing with Chismo and the other one is doing the little spinny thing where he's got the girlfriend on the on the tights. I just think that those two characters could have done well. They would have meshed well, promos. yeah. Yeah. Uh, so my first honorable mention uh, is actually both of my honorable mentions. The only reason they didn't crack my top five list, they were matches I would have loved to have seen, but the logistics of when they were in the same company together and when you could have feasibly done it, were out of prime. Um, so that, that's the reason. But my first honorable mention, um, if, if I could line up, 
you know, the, the primes for each of these, it'd be an argument for number one for me, but it's Daniel Bryan versus Kurt Angle. Oh, that's a good one. Good one. Um, unfortunately, the only time it could have feasibly happened was before Kurt Angle retired last year and Daniel Bryan came out of his retirement. And like Daniel Bryan is still performing at a notch below, you know, his prime. Um, but I mean, Kurt Angle is just, he doesn't, he doesn't have it anymore and he didn't have it anymore. Right. Right. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I think uh, that could have been a, yeah, I agree with that. I think that could have been a good one. That could have been a good one. Who's your next honorable mention? My, my next honorable mention is now this is going to test the, the memory of some people. The first okay. one, not so much, but the second, the second one. The first one, the, the, the first participant, I meant, um, the arrival or FTR. I wonder what that stands for, Jake. What do you think that stands for? I think that stands for. Uh, Remember, we have an, we could have a minor, a minors listening. <laughs> I think it stands for fudging the roses. That, yes. Fornicate the revival. Could be actually, actually their their official uh, their official explanation for what it stands for, I believe, was forget the rest. Yeah, I don't think that's what it is. I don't think it. Uh, yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> but anyway, how about them? I'm going to refer to them as Scott Dawson and Dash Wilder because I don't remember their names now. Dax something. I don't they're, remember. Yeah, they're bad now. Yes. Versus the fabulous ones. Okay. Stan Lane and Steve Kern. Okay. Uh, I can get on board with that. Those are two tag teams that can work. Well, I mean, you know, talk about in the ring ability. Both of them really good. And they both shoot well. They both promo well. Stan Lane and Steve Kern did great promos. They were dressed as Chippendale people with just the white uh, bow tie, no shirt on. They, they were, and they could talk too. Now some of the some of the younger uh, fans maybe remember Steve Kern as Skinner, or as the second mm -hmm. Doink. Um, but before that, fantastic in-ring guy with the fabulous ones. He was just really good, and he could talk the talk it was hilarious and again and in the ring i mean he's still he's still a trainer up in up in orlando so you know he's still doing stuff yeah um, and in the ring with with wilder and dawson or um, mo and curly whoever they are <laughs> um i think that could be that could have been a great in-ring match who's your second uh just missed it, Jake. Uh, so it's a match that I would still want to see, uh, like like um, you know, Angle versus Daniel Bryan. It just the times they could have lined up. Uh, the first time they could have lined up, one of them wasn't up to par as a star, and then the second time they could have lined up, um, one of them was just slightly too far over the hill. Uh, it was Brock Lesnar versus Batista. Oh, that's a, yeah, that's nice. That's um, nice. Un 
unfortunately, Batista wasn't quite there, you know, the first time they were in the WWE together. And when you could have done it the last few years, you know, Brock's a part-timer. He's not putting on 20-minute matches anymore. And, and Batista's a movie star. Um, so, I mean, I that's think... That's questionable. That's, <laughs> that's questionable. That's questionable. Okay. Um, well, he's not in ring shape. We'll put it that way. Um, well, yeah, he still beats the crap out of both of us, though. <laughs> yeah, oh, God, yeah. I mean, not even... Uh, yeah, we'll not even debate that. <laughs> <laughs> I know he's got better tats than I do. I know that. <laughs> he's got some worse ones, too. Well, yeah, that's true. The one on the back. I, yeah, anyway. Um, maybe right now you could have a chat off between Lesnar and uh, Batista. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so. That would have been good. And, again, putting both in their prime, outstanding. Oh, yeah. Outstanding. You wouldn't even have to sell that. You know, you just Batista versus Lesnar. There you go. That's yeah. it. That's that's all you would have had to say. Um, I think with that one. Good job, Jake. Good Thank job. Thank you. So, all right. So breaking now into the top five. The top five. Who we got? All right. So I know that people are going to start throwing tomatoes at me for this one. I know that. But it's a match I would have liked to have seen again. In their prime, right? China versus Ronda Rousey. Why would people throw tomatoes at you for that? I don't know. I, I don't know. I just think that could have been I, I think that could have been a great match. I'd watch the ring. hell out of that. Yeah, I think that could have been a great match. Um I've I always liked Ronda Rousey, although you know she's talking a lot of junk now. And and China was just, she was the Bob. I'm sorry. She was just, man, she came in that ring at that Royal Rumble and started tossing people, male people out of the ring. That was outstanding. That was. Outstanding. Um, when they say people who, who, you know, paved the way, you know, China has to be in that conversation. Undoubtedly. You know, so, so. China versus Rousey, um, you know, again, again, you you know, if you could, if you could, you know, book it right, you definitely have DX coming out. Now remember, everybody's in their prime now, so so you know, you have DX come out. Maybe with uh with Rousey, you have uh, uh, Matt Riddle, you know, a MMA kind of guy. Yeah. Or another, a couple of other MMA people. You just. Yeah, again, everybody's in their prime now. Um, so, you know, you could just write that. I think you could write that uh, very nicely, you know. But I think, uh, yeah, I, mean, I could see it in the ring. Like, the, the story you tell is China is the stronger one. She's going to initially overpower Ronda, but Ronda's got her on the technique and, you know, the MMA or, ability, and she'll wear her down throughout the match. Or, once she gets China on the mat, it's over. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I think that, I, that, I could see great in-ring storytelling here. Yeah, I think that I think that's that's my number five. Okay. Um, my number five. So this is actually one of the few matchups we've seen uh, on my list. Uh, okay. most of the most of the matchups I'm gonna give you, I don't think we ever saw the match. 
This one, we saw the match, but we didn't get the feud. Um, and this one's going to be a very specific time in a very specific circumstance. Okay. So my number five is after the fallout of the Montreal screw job, um, Shawn Michaels versus Owen Hart. Oh, I like that. Where Owen yeah. takes up the mantle as, you know, the next heart. We don't, we don't throw him in stupid tags with Jeff Jarrett. We don't stick him in the nation of domination. He's on his own. He carries on the heart legacy and he goes after Shawn Michaels for the world title to avenge his brother. I like that. I like that. And you could, you could have, you could really have utilized uh, Owen's in-ring ability, you know, um, which sometimes is underappreciated, I think. I, I think so too. Um, and, and I think I, like, you don't, this is another one. You don't have to write the story. It's there for you. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, no story needed. No, maybe a, maybe a, a, maybe a promo, but you don't have to write anything. There you go. We're making, you know, and you could have, you could even play McMahon in there, and, and oh, that would just be awesome. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I like it. I like it. All right, number four. Number four. Number four. Again, could be a tomato one. Uh, I'm going to put the Road Warriors, Animal and Hawk, against the Brothers of Destruction. Oh, hoss fight. I, I, I just think that that could have been the lead up, the, the, the whole thing. You could have done promos and you know, in, in, you know, building coffins and, you know, riding motorcycles. And it could have been, it could have been outstanding. And those are four dudes who would beat the ever loving shit out of each other for real. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's true. We know that's true. I I think you could have, um, and, and can you imagine Percy Pringle against, uh, Paul Ellering? Paul Ellering. Uh, not Paul, not Percy Pringle. I'm sorry, Paul Bearer. Paul Bearer, same yeah, guy. Yeah. You know same, what, same guy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Paul Ellering. Oh, come on! That would have played great. That would have played great, man. Yeah, I, I, I would have loved to have seen that. That would have been money. It would have. It would have depended on. I think it would have depended on the Road Warriors' willingness to sell. Yes. Um, because I. From what I've been watching, The Undertaker and Kane never had a problem selling. Never no. Had a problem selling. You know, there's a story where this young fella, who I can't remember his name, was in his first Royal Rumble. And there he is in the ring with The Undertaker. And The Undertaker takes him in the corner and says, All right, kick me in the stomach. Do this, do that. Trying to get the kid over. I forget who it was that was telling I that think story. that was Cody. That's right. It was Cody. You're right. That's that's who it was, and just just um, that just tells me, you know, he wants to get people over. Like like the first time he fought Randy Orton, I just saw on uh, on the last ride, two o two, two thousand and two. Um, Randy Orton, who tends to be a bit pompous in his lifetime, yeah. um, actually talks about the Undertaker just. 
putting him over, and he he was shocked that the Undertaker would do that. And but maybe getting Animal and Hawk to sell might have been a problem. But if they did, it would have been outstanding. Yeah, I think that's the that's the biggest part. The Road Warriors really worked in an era where they were the big team and they would just throw people in there for them to kick the shit out of. Whereas, you know, Taker and, uh, Taker and Kane are probably going over there. Yeah. Yeah. Actually quick, uh, quick trivia note. I'm, I don't know if you remember this, I'm sure you do, but, but, uh, the undertaker's first Royal rumble, he was actually eliminated by the Legion of doom. Is that right? Okay. Yeah, both, both of them together, double clothesline the Undertaker over the top. Well, I did not know that. That's that's interesting. That's interesting. Okay. And it was oh, it was cool. a it was a big that was back when he like never left his feet, and right. uh, you know he came into the Royal Rumble. He started destroying everybody. They they teamed up. They double closed on lined him over the top rope. He left his feet to go over the top rope, lands on his feet, and then just walks away like normal. <laughs> Outstanding. Outstanding. It was the, uh, I believe that was the '91 Rumble. I'm going to look that up when we get it when we get done here. I want to see that. That's cool. That's yeah. outstanding. Um, uh, all so right, my, who's your number four there, Jake? Yeah, my number four is uh, the People's Champion versus the People's Champion, The Rock versus DDP. Um, and the this Rock is versus who? DDP, Diamond Dallas Page. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, cool. So this would be during the WCW invasion. DDP ended up debuting not as WCW DDP, but the weird stalker DDP who was going after the Undertaker's second wife, Sarah. And he just got fed to the Undertaker. And it was this really stupid, nonsensical feud when the, the feud that made sense with him was DDP started calling himself the people's champion in WCW. Um, and I don't know how you get like they signed no stars from WCW aside from Booker T um, and DDP. So you have Booker T and you have DDP. You align Booker T up as one of the top guys, and then you just take the second biggest star you signed and you bury him and make yeah. him a low-level mid-card guy when he was one of the most popular WCW champions of all time. I don't get it. Bring him in. As his most popular, bring him in as the people's champion DDP and let him be himself and go against The Rock and the winner gets the title of of the people's champion. Nice. I like that. I like that. I like that's a good, that's a good, that's a good story. And you could, you could sell it for a couple of weeks and then just do it. Yeah. Um, One of those two guys is going to appear in, uh, very soon in one of my uh one of my top three okay one of those two um if you smell what i'm cooking i do smell what you're cooking um that's yoga my top my top three i had a hard time putting them in order you know three two one so i'm gonna say one a one b and one c okay all right so one c we we mentioned this guy a little while ago too. I think um, one of them, Kurt Angle. 
Kurt Angle in the ring with Bruno San Martino. Now, you got to be really old to remember Bruno, but I used to go once a month on a Monday and watch Bruno sell out Madison Square Garden. It was outstanding. And he was really good in ring. You know, he was really good on the mat. Kurt Angle, really good on the mat. Yeah. Bruno never left his feet. So that, you know, that would be a thing you'd have to work into the match. Sure. But, but I think that, that that could have been a nice Greco-Roman pro wrestling match, we'll say. No, I'm with um, you. I'm with you. So that's my uh, that's my number three. That's your number three. One I like C. it. One C. Oh yeah. yeah, you one C. One C slash three. Um, my number three would probably be the biggest feud of all time. The biggest feud of all time. The biggest oh, feud like of it. all time. It would be money on the mic. It would sell out like nothing else. Um, I just think the matches would be absolute dog shit, and that's why it's at number three and not high, any higher. Um, but Stone Cold Steve Austin versus Hulk Hogan. Oh, man, in their prime? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so this would, would probably be, you know, early 2000s, um, probably around the time of, like, the Rock Hogan, you know, matchup. I, yeah. I think we'd want we'd want red and yellow Hulk versus – you know, classic Stone Cold. Um, but the problem, Hogan's so over the hill at this, you know, at this age. He's very close to not being able to wrestle anymore. Steve Austin, you know, retires within a year of when this could have possibly have taken place. Both guys are just in garbage shape. They got messed up backs, messed up necks. Um, the matches would be terrible, but the promos would be money and people would pay exorbitant amounts to see this match. I agree. I agree. Putting two two icons together. Um, oh, speaking of icons, let me just throw this in there. My, my favorite wrestler of all time did not make any of my matches only because I couldn't think of anybody that he, that's worthy of his presence. Okay. And that's The Undertaker. I couldn't think of any anybody from the past that would even, I, I don't know. That so would you, wouldn't even, do, you wouldn't do the Sting matchup? I, I, well, that would sell for sure. You know, that would sell. And maybe, maybe, you know, you know I'm still thinking WrestleMania 21. Who knows? Um I watched the last ride, and the Undertaker said, never say never. That's what he said. So, but, yeah, that would be good. I guess I could do that. I was thinking more of a big man versus big man thing, but you're right. That, that would be, that would sell. That would definitely sell. But could either one of them, could the Undertaker trust thing enough? Is, it would be my thing. Could he, could he trust thing enough to, to I don't want to say carry him, but you know what I mean. Right. Protect him. You know, um, that was one of the things that came out about The Undertaker versus Styles is that that had to be somebody he knew would protect him, would, you know, uh, do the right thing. Yeah. And the way it turned out with the 
offset match or whatever they call it, off location, whatever whatever phrase they use it. It worked out nice. But you're right. Sting, Undertaker, I could go with that. But here's my number two. Are you ready? Yes. Or 1B. And this is close to being 1A, but 1B. How about Seth Rollins versus Randy Savage? Oh, that's a great match. Um, I, I think they're, in a lot of ways, almost the same wrestler with just a little bit different personality. You know, with the same, the high flying, with the, you know, the elbow, and Seth Rollins does the thing he does. I, I just think that that could have, and the yapping could have been really good with that one too. Yeah. You know, um, Savage could yap like the, like the best of them, you know, and, and Rollins, they have to find the right, the right character for him. But I think he, he can sell, not, not sell, he can promo, but I don't think he's had quite the right character yet. So, but I think in the ring, Rollins versus Savage, good match. It'd be a great match. So, my number two here, it's uh, it'd be a, it's a little different as far as because it's it's not necessarily a one on one feud. Um, my number two would take place in WCW, and. Like my number five, you would play off the uh, the fallout of the Montreal screw job. Okay. So my number two would be Bret Hart versus the NWO. And oh, I like that. so what we got from Bret Hart was we got Bret Hart dealing with the Montreal screw job. He's like the hottest thing in wrestling. I remember actually tuning into WCW waiting for Bret Hart to come out because I didn't watch WCW. I was, I, I mean, I watched WCW, but I watched WCW until Raw came on. Right, right. <laughs> you know, like I was, uh, I was a WWF guy back, back yeah. in the day. So I actually watched the nitro after because i wanted to see bret hart come out and what wcw ended up doing with him was you know they did the angle where he did the ref spot you know um for the sting hogan match then he had a feud with flair over who's the greatest wrestler of all time and then he you know he fights a few of the nwo guys like the lower level guys like he fought you know kurt henning uh, and then he joins the NWO. He helps Hulk Hogan win the title, and he joins the NWO. So in my mind, I think they dropped the ball here because they have Bret Hart leave the Montreal screw job, and he goes to WCW where the NWO is literally led by Vince McMahon's, you know, money machine from the 90s and Shawn Michaels' two best friends. Why would Bret Hart join with Vince's money machine and Sean's two best friends. He should have brought up the fact that Hall and Nash were Sean's two best friends. And I mean, it, his moniker was the hitman. It writes itself. Sting's feuding with the NWO. You have the hitman 
come yeah. out and one by one take out members of the NWO and work his way through the ranks so that he can get to Hall, Nash, and Hogan. The problem with the NWO is they never knew how or when to end it. Bret Hart would have been the perfect way. He goes through one by one and takes out every single member. And WCW wins the war against the NWO because the hitman turns the tide. You know you know what you could have done too with that, Jake? And I'm not really good at writing stories. but That's not my thing. But here's my idea. What if you had them take out one by one? But then all you saw next to him was a black bat. So now it could be Sting. I think was using the black bat then. I don't remember, but I think so. Yeah. Or it could be, and it turned out to be, the Hitman, like, you know, baseball thing, um, the Hitman using the bat. You know? Well, you right. never know. You didn't know at first. Maybe it was, oh, maybe it's Sting. Or maybe it's not. You know, and then it turns out to be Bret Hart. You know, put, yeah, that, put that him on. That might have worked. Who knows? So, I mean, you you have the problem with Bret Hart, where um, you know he couldn't be on TV for however long. Put a put a hood on a guy who's roughly about the same size as Bret Hart. Like, put a mask on him. Make it make it look like a you know like a assassin mask, maybe with like a little like target on the forehead, something to you know, and and have the guy under the mask start taking out the low level guys. And then when Bret's ready to come on TV, he unmasks as Bret Hart. And then yeah, exactly what you said. What well, what if you put what if you put the guy in a mask? Of the mayor of Montreal. <laughs> like, Let's vote. Yeah, like, you know, the, the, or whatever, the president of Quebec, the government, whatever it is. Yeah. You know, just humorous. I think the guy was a crackhead, I think, if I remember <laughs> right. Maybe it was a little later on, the, the mayor of Montreal, we found out he was buying crack or something. I, I don't remember. Anyway. <laughs> Number one. Number one. Now, I don't exactly know how much either one of these guys had in-ring talent. But I will tell you that they both do good promos. So you got to go back to the prime now again. Going back to the prime. Right? Yeah. And we have the people's champion. The Rock versus the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. I love it. I love everything about it. Man, can you imagine the promos for that one? They would you know, be I'm the thinking of the Ric Flair with the long blonde hair and the glasses. Um, that's what I'm thinking. The, the sunglasses, the high flying, jet flying, all that nonsense. Um, and, you know, you do jet shots and you have them walk down the ramp of a jet. And then you have The Rock with the with the movies and the whatever you want to, however you want to play that. I, and the, the, the shoots. Can you imagine The Rock saying to Ric Flair, it doesn't matter what your name is? <laughs> no, but that would be fantastic. Oh, man, that would be good. Hey, I'm Ric Flair. It doesn't matter. Oh, come on. That would have been classic. That would have been, that would be a money feud. Classic. Oh, my gosh. I love everything about that. I love that match. That, that, 
not the match. I love the lead up to the match. It would have been would have been for the ages. I would have been a great anyway. match too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the you know maybe doing the the people's elbow and Flair gets up and does that that front fall that he does with yes. the shoulder tucked in. You know that. Oh man, it just could have been could have been a lot to do with that one, and and uh, that would have been one where. I think the audience would have been a little divided because, you know, who's a better heel than Flair? Seriously, who is a better heel than Flair? Ah, uh, you know, that's a good question. He's, Not many. He just he just pulled it again. I don't know if you've been watching Raw, but he just pulled the he just pulled the dirtiest player in the game thing out of his bag again. Um, I saw last week's. He nutshotted Christian. Yes, that's what I saw. Yeah. I mean, you know, and you know what? When he's 80, he's going to come out in the wheelchair and not trust him. I'm telling you, he's going to do it. It's He's classic. He is classic. But with that long blonde hair, the glasses and the rings and the robe, man coming out against the rock, outstanding. Outstanding. All right, Jake. And your number one is? All right. So drum roll. Drum my roll. number one is uh it's actually not based on how big the feud would be right like this isn't this isn't going to be stone cold versus you know hogan we could put this match on a wrestlemania it belongs on a wrestlemania but it's probably not the marquee i don't give a shit give these guys a best of 24 series that's that's an odd number or i mean that's an even number so it wouldn't work a best of 27 series i would watch a best of 27 series between these two guys these guys could fight once a week for a year and i would watch every single match i don't know how in the entirety of time they spent together in the wwe uh we never got Shawn michaels versus eddie guerrero oh man that's good that's good I cannot, like, in ring, these are literally the two best in ring technicians of all time. Um, think of anyone better than Shawn Michaels or Eddie Guerrero, and you're wrong. You are objectively wrong. They are number one and number two, and I don't even want to define which is which. Right, right. I got you. I got you. That's um, true. And, yeah. and the, the shoots that could have happened. The promos that could have happened with that one would have been outstanding too, because Guerrero is pretty funny. And so was Sean when he was hilarious. Oh man, um, I love that match. And you're right; you could watch it, you could watch it over and over again, and you wouldn't get tired of that. That's true. That's yeah, they, true. They could they could wrestle on Raw and SmackDown every Raw and SmackDown for a year. That would be a hundred matches. Right, 104 matches, right. and you would and, get 104 different matches out of those guys, and 104 good ones too. Yes, yes, 104 good ones. Yes. Oh yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, I like that. That's a that's a great number one. I, I like that. Outstanding. And how did they not? So they were in the WWE together from 2002. Up until Eddie died in what 2005, they had three years to put that match together, and it never yeah. happened. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah, that's true. 
the whole Latino heat versus the Heartbreak Kid. I mean, that would be uh, that would be outstanding. That would have been a good and in the ring, forget it. You know, you now uh, elbows and and froggy slams and and uh, <laughs> you know the the three amigos and uh, oh man, that man they could have played off each other really good. I mean, they even could. if you just kept it to a best of three series where Eddie cheats to win the first one, Sean cheats to win the second, and then you have a, a clean winner the third. That's how yeah, I yeah. look it. I like that. I like that. I like that. That's a, that's a good match. That's classic. And yet you have to wonder. You have to wonder behind stage on that one why they never got together, you yeah. know? Why they never work together? You have to wonder. There must have been something going on because it practically writes itself. You know what I mean? The um, only thing I could think of was Sean was Sean was on Raw the whole time while Eddie was on SmackDown the whole time. But I mean, they cross they did cross brand stuff, you know, all the time. I don't know why why that particular one just never came to fruition. Right, well, they just brought Ziggler to Raw to fight McIntyre. Right. Well, I mean, the minor thing like that, they could probably figure out something. You right. Know? Um, uh, anyway, I, I, think that's, uh, I think that's a match I'll be thinking about because that's, that could have been good. That could have been good. This has been fun, Jake. Let me, let me throw out an idea for number two, just to get to for the next one, rather. Just yeah. to give the people listening something to, to think about. How about if we picked out our top five skits? Okay. You know, like, like for example, just throwing it out there. You remember the one where Sean and Triple H worked at the cafeteria? Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of thing. That's what I'm talking about. All right, sounds good. That's skits. what we'll do. We'll do we'll do our top five skits segments. Uh if you have any, you know what? Let's let's do uh we'll do your top five, my top five, and then if uh if everyone wants to vote on a top five, we'll do we'll do the LWDs. Top five. I have a as couple a group. of extra in case we uh we 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 get the same one. Right. You know, because we might get the same one. So, so you know, because there are a couple of classics. Um, but anyway, um, as always, it's been a pleasure, Jake. Thank you for uh, thank you for doing this. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. Thanks, and uh, join us next time. Good night, LWD.